one truth. That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage. Born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. Hello, welcome to ASI, Attitudes of Sexual Integrity. I am your host, Russ Shaw. This is episode 60. A um, couple of things about me, a couple of announcements. Uh, got an email from a listener who said, uh, there's no pictures of you on the website. What's up with that? How come... Uh, you know, you're hiding behind a mask or something, Russ. you like a superhero with a cape on and kind of hiding behind the mask. And uh, yeah, I put some pictures of me on the website, some camera pictures, uh, cell phone cam pictures uh, that I took yesterday, me and my wife took yesterday, and they're on the website. Uh, they're, I'm still going to be a little shy. I'm going to have you go look for me. You go to the website, it's asi247.org. You click on the Faith tab, and there's a number of Bible study stuff I have there, and uh, you can find the pictures of me on one of those pages if you wanna if you want to see what I look like bad enough. So my surface identity, showing you, showing you who I am a little bit on the surface there. So... That's announcement number one. Uh, the next one is my email is russ at asi247.org. You want to check uh, check out the website. It's asi247.org as well. Uh, a little distraught today. I I sat down to do this show. I prepared for this show um, all week. I had three pages of notes written down, and I... I'm scrapping all that to uh, share a little bit of my heart with you. Kind of uh, share something that's on my spirit with you that uh, I didn't plan for, but this whole matrix analogy and me praying and digging out what it means, uh, the aloneness and what all that means in my own journey and sharing some of my story with you today is is what I'm going to do but first of all I really want to share with you what my heart is for this ministry why I'm doing it and uh why I I pick up the the headphones here or my audio recorder and record my voice onto the internet um it's not for me as much anymore. It's not for me. I'm giving this away. Giving myself away to do the show means um, I care about where you're at. I want you to know that I care about where you're at. and I want to share a, a tune with you, a bumper from a tune. I can't play the whole tune. not licensed to do that, but I'm 
I'm going to play a bumper from this tune because it totally uh, resonates with my heart from where I'm at, where I've come from, and how I, I used to feel in my soul, in my spirit. Here you go. Risen gates won't open up for me on these hands and it's worth saving me you know my worth saving I used to feel like that you know I, I pray and then and, you know I got saved six times and I is it worth saving me how do I stop this behavior how do I stop this thing that's killing me that's choking my intimacy out that's blocking me from having this closer relationship with my wife I mean stuff like that well, the addiction and, and getting over that and, and and the person I am now and becoming the person that God wants me to be and being dad and being husband and, and not having this defensive, spiny, crusty heart, you know, being someone my kids, my wife can come to has been has been me digging out the past. And, and I know that a lot of people don't feel like we should be doing that. Well, that's painful, Russ. Why do we have to look for the past? It's so hard and dark and and I know man I know and I've been I'm going to talk about a little bit of that today and I'm going to talk about where where I've come from because it's been it's been a it's been a road um why did why dig why dig Russ why dig because like I said in, in a past show here recently um You, who you are is based on the things that have happened to you in the past, you know, in your childhood, stuff that's happened to you emotionally. We don't just learn things logically, but we learn things emotionally. And like I talked about, you know, I've learned in my emotional state that, that two plus two is five, right? And I'm trying to, to wrap my head around why the why I couldn't overcome my addiction in the past, why I had this thing ride me, why I always said, I would say, I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to do this again. And then I turned back to it back then, back when I was that porn addict. And now, you know, I'm, I'm with my family and I'm, I dig into my daughter, catch myself digging in my kid or, you know, I'm telling them just kind of digging stuff, you know, like, why don't you keep your room clean or if you, you know, just respond, reacting and picking at them. They're asking me something, and I'm, well, if you didn't do that right, you know, stuff like that, just becoming what I hate, and the stuff that my parents used to do, and not being that in the future is understanding that 
that life has a ripple effect, right? Figuring out where that ripple effect came from and from me in the past and and figuring out that I will never go back to being that addict, first of all, ever again. I am not going to be that guy. Like, no matter what, I will keep pushing forward. And I will never, ever become that man again, the man I was in the past. And the biggest thing about being a a better dad, a better husband with my inner circle, giving myself away to my family first, you know, ministry, I can do that. I can meet with people. I can go to groups and I can connect with people, man, it's strangers and people that that aren't that close. I can let them in, but then letting the people that are closest to my heart in different deal, different deal. And it's tough and it's hard. And, and I'm going to talk about some of the, uh, some of that, you know, because who we are in our heart and in our soul and our level three soul is not the stuff that's happened to us in the past. We are not a sum total of the things that have happened to, to us in, in the past in our soul. But the thing is, I think the mystery of alone is that part of us we hide and we don't want to bring it to the surface because of the, the stuff that we've learned, because of the emotional whacked out stuff we've learned. So we stay alone. We stay in that part of alone. And the facts are we can't really love truly out of alone. That our, our depth of love to love somebody else has become handicapped by pain by heartbreak. So we take that and we stuff it back. You know, we take our heart and we stuff it back. And that part of being alone is just not being able to share that love with other people. Love, you can't totally love when you're isolated. Learning that uh, the relationship with God is is a whole nother deal because learning that when we're never really alone, we can have solitude instead of isolation. Those are two different things. Now, I remember feeling like that, like that song, Saving Me, you know, these iron bars can't hold my soul and I'm just reaching for you. I'm reaching for you, God. I'm reaching for you. Are you there, you know? learning that he was there and learning that grace means that, that he loves me no matter what. You know, the book of Galatians, Paul says if if if, if it was worth works, if, if, if all the good stuff we did got us to heaven, then Christ died for nothing. You know, Ephesians 2, we don't earn our way to heaven. We don't earn it. So realizing that God loves me anyway, as jacked up and as screwed up and as messed up as I was. And as I am now, you know, I had a, I've had memories kind of surface from the past and, and they were bits and pieces and broken up. And last night, um, I had another memory kind of surface not kind of surface it moved memory surfaced right and and it wasn't just the memory but it was the emotional 
the emotional aspect to it. And I put together this this film in my head that had been broken to pieces. And I'm going to share that with you because here's the deal. Six months ago, I had the hardest time sharing this with anybody. And now I'm going to share it with my listening audience. And and this is going to be tough, all right? This is going to be explicit. And I just want to warn you, coming up, going in, okay? When I was nine years old, I... Uh, I had these guys that were in the neighborhood, and this older guy was a, a, a sexual predator, basically. He was a teenager. We were probably nine, ten years old, kids in the neighborhood. And uh, he decided to wrap me in blankets one day. We're all sitting around, and he grabs me, and let's wrap Russ in blankets. And they wrap me in blankets, man. They wrapped me up because I couldn't move my arms. They put my ass in the air. They took off my pants. And he basically raped me right there. And then my so-called, my friends, two of them took turns raping me after that. I'm I'm a kid, man. This is what I remember last night. And I remember after it happened, I remember being numb while it was happening. I remember that I just shut off everything. I closed up like I hit the power button down, you know, hibernate or whatever, you know. I just, boom. When it was over, I walked to the bathroom. I'm naked and I'm bleeding. And I went in the bathroom and I freaking threw up in the toilet. I throw up in the toilet and then I I fall on the floor and I'm laying there on the floor and it's cold and then I reach down and I look at my hand I got blood on my hand I look at the door and I hear them outside the door they're laughing and you know and they're what's wrong with Ross are you okay or just laughing and just you was sick man and they're trying to come in the bathroom, and I remember putting my foot up to shut the door, to keep the door shut. Don't come in here, please. Don't come in here. And I'm crying. I don't remember what happened after that. That's all I remember. But those three pieces of that story, that I remembered pieces of each part, and, and they kind of fell together last night. And I'm 39 years old, man. This happened 30 years ago, and I go in the bathroom, and I'm puking last night, remembering this, and just throwing up. And I share that with you because that is the past that I've had to face. That's the past that I've had to look at and face. And the reason why is because I remember that that moment in the bathroom was the most alone moment in my life. Because no one was there to help me. No one was there to comfort me. No one was there to say, that was not supposed to happen to you. No one was there to just save me from that. Right? And I remember just, what the heck is up with, why did that happen to me? Where's God in that? If God is a loving, awesome God, why does stuff like that happen, right? 
So he helped me walk through that. Jesus helped me look at what happened to me and, and see that that, that that was not supposed to happen, that that's not okay what happened. Why didn't God intervene? How can you believe this stuff if that type of stuff happens to you and all the evil that happens in the world? Because God didn't want that to happen to me. Jesus didn't want that to happen to me. Jesus died on a cross because we killed him, all right? I mean, bad stuff happens in this world. And that's part of my heart for doing this show. And that, and the reason I share this with you is because that's part of my story. And that's part of what has locked me up. And that's part of m- where my addiction came from. Not facing that, digging that out. Because I was alone at a depth and a place that it that was unfathomable. And maybe for you it's not that dark and it's not that deep. Maybe it's your parents, maybe it's your dad, maybe a jacked up relationship with your mom. And, and I don't know how dark it has to get for you to look into it. But I'm telling you that somewhere along the line you have to realize that there is a ripple effect there is a ripple effect. You know why there's evil in the world? Because evil happens to people. And, and, and evil is put out in the soul, all right? Bad stuff comes out of the soul of people. It comes out of the heart of people. They, they, they don't know why they do the things they do. And instead of in turning from it, they, they keep perpetuating the, the cycle. I don't know what happened to the kid who raped me. And I don't know what happened with those guys. And, and I'm... You know, but I do know this, that not choosing to look at it causes a ripple effect. And if there's anything that I can do sharing this with you that can cause a ripple effect of healing, because your story's still being told... You know, the thing about the Matrix and the Matrix analogy and the Agent Smith is that your enemy wanting to take you out, he can take you out by pushing a button going back in time. You know, there's two movies about this technology killing us, which is basically kind of an Old Testament biblical idolatry thing saying that what we worship, what we love is what's going to destroy us. You know, we give ourselves over to technology and it'll destroy us. And that's what these two movies are about. The Terminator is a movie about going back in time. And and if there's anything that the enemy could have done better is to go back in time and get me when I was nine years old. And I don't know, you know, my parents and all that stuff, that all has to play it into it as well. But I'm telling you to stop all this evil from happening is the choice to reach for God, to to reach for him. Because if we realize that he's holding the door, you know, he's, he wants to open the door for us. He's going to hold it open for us. We just got to walk through it. We just got to walk through it. Understanding how to love. And we can love deeper when we realize that we're not alone like that. I'm not that kid on that floor in that bathroom anymore. I don't have to keep putting my foot up to hold the door shut.
I don't have to numb down the appetite of my soul that wants to be loved. I don't have to keep hiding behind whatever to to feed a, a separate appetite that's gonna that's gonna push me away from intimacy that I can turn from what you know the evil that's happened to me and I can turn from what I did and what I'm doing I can break those habits in my mind and I can fight that brain chemistry that's kind of keep me bound the prison gates they can open up if we trust him, if we walk towards him. Because he's holding the door open. Check this out. This is a song by a band called Armor for Sleep. I played him a few shows ago. But I heard this song is like totally resonated with my soul as well. Here you go. <laughs> Keep to myself on the ride, trying hard to hide all the dirt that covers me. You only can hide who you are if you don't care where you're going anyway. I don't wanna be who I of a liar I don't I was, I'm sick of lying I, I'm not gonna lie anymore I'm just not gonna fake it I'm not gonna be that liar and I'm that's something that I had to work through as well Dan Hazen that's my gonna be my action step for you this week is is I'm gonna I'm gonna give you uh, a challenge that Dan Hazen gave me and that's to be a truth teller that a lie is just another functional savior, right? I'm not going to trust Jesus to save me. I'm going to trust a lie to save me. I'm going to lie about who I am. I'm going to lie to to my wife. I'm going to lie to my kids. And I almost lost her, like the song says. I almost lost her. And I'm never going to ever be that man again. And I'm never going to ever get to where I almost lose her again, never again, while I put her through that hell. I'm not going to lie, and even when it's uncomfortable, and even when it's going to hurt, and even when it doesn't all work out for me and my benefit, I'm going to tell the truth. And I've been doing that, and it's been painful, man. It's been painful. It's not always, it's not always in my best interest to tell the truth. And that's why we lie in the first place, isn't it? Right? You know, and I want you to remember, I, I've talked about some heavy stuff on this show. I want you to remember that I'm not your counselor. And I want you to remember the in the film that, you know, find an oracle, find a, a counselor that can help you dig out your soul, help you tell you who you are. And if you don't have one that's working for you, find one that will. Find one you can trust. Be honest. Be honest with them. 
be honest. If you and your wife need counseling in your marriage, go do that. Get up and do that. Because the ripple effect will carry out from your not just you and your family, but your kids, your neighbors, the people that are in your life that you touch that you don't even realize you touch. There's a ripple effect. And your life is is, is unwritten. You're listening to my voice right now. The future is blank pages. It's blank pages, and, and what is going to be written on it? you got to decide what is going to be written on it. And is that part of you defined by the matrix? The matrix, the the upper layer, the surface identity, does not define who you are in your heart and soul. Do you hear me? Check this out. I have these memories from my life. None of them have it. What does that mean? But the matrix cannot tell you who you are. Who you are is facing that tender part of you, that tender helpless part of you Jesus had this analogy of of the reason why we use the word pastor is because a pastor is is someone who tends to sheep Jesus constantly used this this analogy of, of us as sheep and because I think he was identifying with our hearts and our souls he's not identifying with our surface identity and he didn't a lot he wanted to go straight for the heart he was going straight for the heart. And that's why he called us sheep. Not because we're stupid and we just follow and, and all that stuff, like a lot of people say, but because we're helpless. Sheep don't, sheep don't have a, a defense mechanism, man. Sheep, do they bite? I don't know. They're just sheep, man. They don't, they're not going to attack you. They have to run from a sheep. It's not like fighting an alligator or a tiger. It's a sheep. And, and I think the reason why Jesus used that analogy because that's us in our heart. We're defenseless. When we get down to that level of our heart, we're defenseless. And breaking down the matrix and facing the future in facing the past is looking at our heart as where, where we came from and where we really are and living out of that defenseless part of our heart. In our inner circle with our, our spouse, with our wife, with our kids, if you're single, learning that you can face that and you can have that open because you're going to marry someone who's not perfect and they're jacked up too and they're going to be a mess and they're going to hurt you. I don't care who you marry. Eventually, someplace in your life, they will hurt you. And that's that's because they're human. All right, and knowing that you can give them grace and knowing that you can have the power to 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 show that that delicate part of your heart that sheep part of your heart that delicate tender piece of you waking up waking up to live the glory of God is a man or woman fully alive and living right out of our hearts and the prison gates can open up for you. And I went through a lot of sweat and tears last night. But I tell you what, I feel like I, I, I purged something. You know, I purged something. There was something deep inside me that, that came up. 
It wasn't you know just my food and throwing up and the you know it, it's deeper soul thing. I know there's bulimics out there. There's a whole nother deal, and that's that's a that is a a physical manifestation of a heart level issue. That something in the heart needs to be purged. So I want you to to understand that, and that's the show for this week. And. You know, if you want to share your story with me, you've never shared it with anybody, if you have dark stuff, uh, you can email me. It's russ at asi247.org. I do this show because I freaking care about you, all right? I care about you, and I didn't have a me. I didn't have a voice like this. Anybody saying the stuff I said, I, I didn't have that. I'm, I'm just trying to help you get the courage to to face some of the stuff I've had to face because I am not Mr. Courage Boy. All right? I'm not Mr. Run out there with a sword and I'm going to take on the world. That's that's not me. I've had to really open up. That's taking courage. I want you to know that wherever you're listening to me right now, I man, I love you guys and I'm praying for your recovery. I'm praying for you and I and I care about you. I do. And my email is Russ at ASI twenty four seven dot org. The website's uh ASI twenty four seven dot Remember, life really is 20% the stuff that's happened to you or is happening to you. And 80% what you do about it, whether you choose to heal or whether you choose to stay stuck. I love you guys. Till next time. This is Russ, out.